the record, right? And cheers. Cheers. Uh, thank you guys for joining us again on Off the Record with Nick and Trey. This is episode 16. Um, we're into December. We're really excited about the end of the year. Big things, big news, maybe. I don't know if there's big news, but I hope there's big news for you. Uh, and in the studio today, we have somebody really special with us that we've mentioned literally probably on almost every episode. It is our good friend since 2010, uh, guitarist, uh, producer, drummer, creator, writer, singer, songwriter, and uh, talented man, Brian Brunt. Welcome. Cue the clap track. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm stoked to be here. Yeah, so uh, Brian's here with us to chat about music production and creativity with the, the songs and uh, albums and kind of the evolution of his music with your his now wife, Olivia, um, called, their band is called Sucker for Lights. We've mentioned that in the past. But they're all, they're, the music project that they have done is called Sucker for Lights. We're all changing, we're all growing, so we're all doing different projects. And Brian is probably the best um, example of someone who can do a bunch of projects all at once and keep growing, keep kind of transitioning. So it's nice to have you here to talk about that. Thank you. Would you like to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, why don't, why, don't we, why don't we kick this off? Yeah. Just full disclosure, this is the second time we're recording this because the first time I forgot to hit play. Or I forgot to hit record. Classic mistake. Yeah, I forgot to hit the button. So um, yeah, so we hope you enjoy this. Uh, yeah, Brian, why don't you tell us about your um, music background and leading into Sucker for Lights in particular, kind of how you got there, yeah. and, uh, and tell us kind of the transition from there into what? And, and the, the, thing, the spread of your, ex, your passionate ex expressions from there, because I know that you've been doing a lot of side projects. Sure, yeah. So up to Sucker for Lights and now. Yeah, um, so I started playing music seriously when I was 11 or 12. Um, I got a guitar from my parents, I think for my 11th birthday, if I'm not mistaken. And um, previously I had kind of not really stuck with the instruments that I had played prior. And so they didn't have a lot of confidence in me getting a guitar, but uh, that was part of what made me like, I think push, really push and like, strive to be a guitarist and a musician at the same time um and yeah i remember my parents like saying like hey maybe you should try bass instead like do you know like just with your track record like I, give that a shot i can i can test bass is easier to play <laughs> <laughs> it's way easier is that is that a a uh slam from your parents that they're like maybe you should try bass <laughs> <laughs> from bit. there maybe you should go to drums <laughs> right yeah Maybe just one drum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But yeah, so I was really like, uh, I really wanted to, I really wanted to be a guitarist, and so I started writing songs. Probably, uh, I I started learning a lot of guitar parts originally, just like by ear. I I never really had like formal training. I kind of just was self-taught. I I just disciplined myself to learn all the songs that I wanted to learn by ear, and I I wasn't really gonna give up until I could do that. And so um, 
eventually, like once I knew how to play guitar, I started writing songs and uh, became like a singer songwriter for a while just because it was easier. I did have bands when I was like in high school, um, kind of like pop punk bands sort of. Um, and we did a lot of fun stuff during that period, but uh, the part where it kind of segues into the Sucker for Light stuff is when I was a singer-songwriter. Um, I met Olivia uh, probably 2008, if I'm not mistaken, and um, we were at an open mic together, and my, I really didn't want to play that open mic, but my friends kind of pushed me to do it. Um, and by the time I ended up playing, Olivia, who is now my wife, um, came up to me and she was like, hey, I'm playing a show at this place that we're playing at now um, next week. W would you want to be my opening act? And I was like, sure, yeah. And so um, we played that show and I remember, I don't know, probably a week after we started dating and we started playing shows together kind of all over the Bay Area at the time. And um, probably moved in very shortly after that together. And, uh, and yeah, so we, we were just like co-writing. Co we were kind of collaborating on the songs that we already had. And we decided to move to LA um, in 2009, if I, uh, maybe, maybe still 2008 actually. But um, yeah, so we went to LA and we were doing like a singer-songwriter thing down there. And around 2009 or 2010, we came to Portland and that became sort of what Sucker for Lights is now, which is more of like an indie rock band. And, uh, and so, yeah, we started, we started writing and during that period and we, what became uh, an EP that we released in 2011. And um, yeah, and, and we kind of shifted during that period um, and ended up releasing a full length by 2000, I think 2017, if I'm not mistaken, which was mostly me trying to learn how to be a producer independently, whereas the 2011 EP was uh, produced with a, a producer that I had a lot of respect for at the time. So, um, and still do, of course, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and what was, the, what was the title of that last, your full length? Uh, the full length was called Hearts Fade, um, which was sort of like a spontaneous thing that we threw together at the end after kind of listening through all of the songs, which is, it, it sort of summed up like our relationship, our coming to terms with the dreams that we had as we were growing up, sort of just the uh, roller coaster ride of of our of music and our relationship during that entire period. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> both albums, uh, the the Sucker for Lights self titled EP mm -hmm. and Hearts Fade are super dope. You should go check them out. We're gonna have links in the description. Uh, Brian and Olivia are super talented, and the music they make is really special. Um, so you. if you haven't heard it, you should listen to it. Uh, before we get into future or, sure. or other things aside from that, yeah, from Sucker for Lights, where, where do you have a place or a thing or, um, or a music or whatever that, that you listen to or hone or go to to get inspired to write music? Um... I don't really have like an like an artist or anything that really does like I have a lot of inspiration and they're so across the board that it's hard for me to 
sort of go-to one or even just a few artists. Um, I'm usually just kind of, I, a lot of times when I'm writing, I stop listening to music for a good period of time. I start listening to music again in like the reference, like when I'm making mixes and I'm starting to reference tracks, then my influences start to come back in. I'm like, I really like the way this sounds and I, I want to kind of get in that spectrum, you know? Um, but when I'm writing, I feel like I'm not listening to a whole lot at that time. So what about place? Like aside from us being in our, in front of our recording sure, yeah. studio, like do you, do you have a place you go to or, or even like a meditation or something or ritual? Yeah. What's the ritual to, to write for you? Right. Um, it's hard to like define a place per se, but like I definitely think that last album, Hearts Fade, was it's a what I would consider to be like a dream pop album. Um, and for me, a lot of that was escapism, I guess. Um, whereas a lot of the stuff I'm doing now, I'm sort of pulling pulling back from that. But during that period of my life, I really felt like I needed I needed a little bit of escapism, and so like sort of the the dreaminess and like ethereal qualities of the album was me trying to channel that really hmm. yeah interesting very interesting we know we kind of know a thing or two about that we do we yeah. can't we can't stop talking about escapism <laughs> we have to catch ourselves be like we're done with that we already said it well, <laughs> and like yeah for our escapism is so yeah it was a simple escapism at the beginning yeah so we appreciate like your new your album is very dynamic and it has a lot of very different uh, concepts and and styles wrapped, woven into one. Yeah. Thank um, you. Which I think is really great. Um, yeah, a, a lot of it, I guess if I could pinpoint some of it, it's like a lot of it was inspired by like Japan and Japanese culture at the time. And I hadn't been to Japan at that point yeah. when I was making that album. And I eventually got to go to Japan and it definitely lived up to my expectations. But a lot of like, I guess when I think about it, the artists that did inspire me t towards the end of the album, when I did start listening to music and I was referencing tracks, I had gotten into um, like some of the new wave bands from Japan at that in that era. Like this band called Yellow Magic Orchestra was a big influence for me during that time and sort of their uh, side projects and their future, uh, like Ryuichi Sakamoto is the synthesizer player for Yellow Magic Orchestra at the time. And like, he was a huge influence for me as far as like, I don't know, it just, it really captured um, the place that I had in my mind when I was like creating that music, which yeah. doesn't exist. But for me, that was a good like reference point, you know? And what's nice is it's inspired by a real a real someone in a real place. Yeah. yeah. That's all the reference needs to be. Sure. Yeah. It's somewhat grounded in reality. Um, that's awesome. Uh, that's interesting that you said it's not a real place. Because um, we've actually, we've talked about this before, is that like part of the, part of the great thing about creating music or cr being a creator in general, um, well, more specifically with music, is that you get to kind of roll world build a little bit yeah like there's there's aspects of the of the things that you're writing that you're creating new for the first time even if it may be inspired by something that you have in mind like you're still you still kind of have the reins to like create this space or this this idea um 
and then like kind of roll with that. And it, so it's, it's, I don't know what you, what you said about it. It doesn't really exist. It's like, it kind of exists because you created it. Right. You know what I mean, I do. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so like now it exists because you created it and yeah. now other people get to enjoy it because you spent the time to create it. That's sure. a good point. You are creating context. Yeah. Whether or not it is a, an actual place where people are right now, yeah. it is it is an actual place that people can imagine right. through through sound. Just the same way that that synth player creates that sound that you like. Right, that's it's true. Like, that's the sound I f- feel yeah. when I think of that. And yeah. he's doing it. And he's Japanese. Yeah. That actually only validates your cre- your made up feeling of a space. Yeah, right. It's like, yeah, he'll just go right here in my space. Exactly. That I created. He's right. he's right there, and then yeah. I'm right here. That style's perfect. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna take him from real Japan and pull him over to my my kind of yes. contextual. You'll fit right in over Japan. here. Yeah, you fit right. in in my fake Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's dope. I think the challenging part is like um, having that translate to like a listener, right? So like it really inspired me and I'm really happy with the music that I created during that process. But like certainly like the lyrics weren't affected by it. It's mostly like a musical inspiration. And so um, I don't think there's a lot. Well, you you wouldn't hear a lot of it in, in that. But at the same time, I think that created something unique and cool, you know. Yeah, and now I, we're gonna we're gonna actually share one song from that album uh, later. But I think that what's what's special about your tracks is that they're all they all have such a unique bit. Like in the track we're gonna share, the drums in particular, you know, like when you're singing the chorus, is just so unique. Um, to any other track on the album and to most tracks that even are out now, kind of, I don't know. There's, there are niche tracks that or bands that have clever drums, Mm -hmm. but I think that the way you guys do it is so approachable and it's not, it's not an, uh, and it doesn't feel too exclusive to where if you're not, if you don't understand the weirdness of the, of the genre, yeah, it's okay because you're still invited. I think that's what's cool. That's cool. And that's how music should be. Music should be inclu- like inclusive. Yeah. It should it should make it should invite you to experience something special. Yeah. Not I make agree. you feel like you don't understand and you're an idiot for not understanding. Yeah. Right, it's right. Well, the, the point of even sharing it is so that other people can <clears throat> consume it. Yeah. So if you're like if you create something that nobody understands, like that's that's perfectly fine, but right. like why even share it at that point? Yeah. Well, and I think that there's a, there's kind of like a, a sub sub genre, the, the, the alley way version of a genre that <clears throat> is about the art, not about the production, yeah. not about the lyrics. Engagement it's a, or it's more about the art form. And I personally think that um, that is a lazy way to tie yourself into culture without putting the, the, responsibility of the production on your shoulders yeah you well, i'm not respond i'm not trying to make it sound good in the way that you think is good i'm trying to make it be me it's like no you don't know how to make it sound good and this is your this, you're trying to make it more abstract because it doesn't 
fucking work <laughs> unless it's totally I, like that's just me yeah. so no, 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 that, that makes sense music music is inherently collaborative yeah like even if you're the creator the people engaging with your music are yep. taking part in that experience is like you're you're creating it and they're kind of, i guess i don't want to say consuming because that just sounds corporate and weird it does they're they're uh accepting it they're um experiencing it right yeah they are consuming it though. like that's the relationship (laughs) between artist and listener right right right. is is that you are producing something to uh to bring about enjoyment in other people yeah or it doesn't even have to be enjoyment it can be it can be emotional but but don't don't cover bad production in in the the kind of the disguise of 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 some art form sure like you know and it's supposed to make you mad it's like it only makes me mad because you mixed it like a piece of shit (laughs) i'm mad at you this doesn't make me feel the feeling of anger (laughs) it just sounds like shit um it makes me angry because it sounds terrible I, i think there's something really powerful from or from the idea of a creator like and in the past i've had japanese pop bands that are insane yeah create create music that is then cross culturally impacting me because i am getting a taste of the genres i like but in a way i've never heard right and from people i've i that i i don't understand i <clears throat> i don't quite understand their way of life or their influences because this is so different it's almost shocking. Yeah, it is. Uh, there's something about Japanese music that's really interesting because there's not a lot of um, confinements within genre. Like, there's yeah. a lot more room to sort of be be experimental, but not in a way that's like, I don't know, in a way that is just organic and fun, you know? Like, I think about, like, sa- like there's a lot of Japanese soundtracks, or like video games, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think of a, a video game like Jet Set Radio, where it's like I love jazz Where right? it's like that soundtrack is so eccentric and it's kind of all over the place. There's like funk and jazz and hip hop and rock and pop and it's just like this thing that shouldn't normally be allowed in a way or like it maybe it wouldn't be allowed in the in context of like uh, pop culture and, and music in like America per se. But uh, I think it's. I don't know. There's something about that that's just like really dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that this is this is so perfect because we because we didn't record the f- first time we tried to record everything. Um, this is already getting back into it. The the thing that's special about that is context, and that the when you're designing music for a game or for a story or for your band, if your band is people, not just blanket pop songs that are just n- nothing. It's like when you know the context, there's a freedom to go as far as you need to around the, the styles and genres to bring whatever's necessary in to the context you've established to deliver your idea. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the more that you develop these individual ideas that, that sort of uh, channel the wider context the more detailed the context becomes. Exactly. And I was explaining this before is like the context is like a nebula, like a nebula in the background of, of your, uh, inspiration kind of, it's where it's like you, 
you kind of have this big idea that's sort of it's not defined and it's kind of just a feeling or a, or a or a concept and then as you start writing you're influenced by that and then like as you're writing it becomes more of a cohesive uh form and i did this last time i put my hands like this yeah, i remember yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, like you start forming these little pieces of the puzzle that reflect that background context. And then as you write more and more, it becomes more and more of like this, this broad idea with, with that's detailed enough that you can grab onto it. It's yeah. not nebulous anymore. It's it, now it's a cohesive idea. And that's kind of like how we've done our concept albums is like little pieces just kind of fill out everything. And we're like, Oh, well this fits into this larger idea of well, like escapism. And, and yeah. it's like this, it is world building. It is world building in the way that, in the same way that if you were an alien or if you were one person that was going to write a, one song about earth, what would it sound like? Yeah. Especially from the outside looking in, if you were an alien, you write a song about earth. It is vague. It is broad. It is, uh, it, it can be whatever genre you you want because you're the person observing Earth as a whole. Mm-hmm. But then once you realize there are different countries or continents and, and there's a bunch of people on each one that are different, then the story starts, there's multiple stories now, but they're still pretty broad. Then once you listen to one story from one person on each continent, it starts to get much more uh, contextually diverse. Yeah, and that's that's you. When you're coming up with a world of your own, you are doing the deep dive just like that. But it takes you as long to create the depth that that ha- that the world has, you know, to to find those people. Because it's easy to make up. I'm. I mean, for creatives, it's easy to start creating your own world, creating your own Japan. Yeah, that's like my concept of Japan. My my adoration for Japan feels like this, and then when you find someone one who who reflects your the sound of your adoration for that uh, culture, mm-hmm. you are then adding diversity to your your own concept and validating it as a real thing that that uh, people can relate to because somebody is out there already doing the same style of thing and bringing it to you exactly yeah Yeah. that's kind of cool because because really like that just makes your world less fake it's not just a concept it is reality yeah even if you hadn't been there that's kind of interesting yeah it's like us thinking about mars and writing a song and then someday finding out all these weird quirky things we wrote about were Kind of true, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, but but what, what do you write about Mars? We don't even. I, what do you write about? I don't know because it's we're too far away. We don't know enough. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's 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 still too in the vague process. Aside from selfies from the NASA Insight and the Mars rover. Yeah. We always find a way to bring it back to that. <laughs> we'll, we'll always get back into kind of NASA and sci-fi and planets and whatever. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's dope. That's exciting. It's exciting to build worlds. It's it exciting is. to tell stories that are bigger than you, but they come from within you. Yeah. It's weird because, like, I wasn't trying... I don't know. There's a thing... That I wasn't necessarily trying to channel, like, Japan, per se, but... 
something about like what some of the worlds that they created, some of the things I was exposed to as a kid, you know, it, it, they have the style, right? And so a lot of that was something that intrigued me in my younger years. And um, a lot of the sort of dreaminess because of like the sort of bizarre and um, eccentric qualities that they have and a lot of what what has been created within things from anime or anything a, a lot of things that they do really um it's just very it's fun to it's fun to check that stuff out and so a, a lot of that rubbed off on me when I was younger and sort of was like a big part of what I developed as sort of um I don't want to come back to escapism per se, but you know what I felt when I was a kid, um, and what inspired me as a musician. It, it all kind of stems from that. And so ultimately, the Sucker for Lights album was kind of the theme was around the relationship that I had with my wife and who's in the band with me, and the adventures that we had gone through, and all these things. But just to add flavor. I wanted to sort of pull from those really deep influences that I had from since I was super young. Yeah. You know? Influence. Yeah. See, this is the thing, is we're all influenced. Yeah. We're all influenced by everything. Yeah. And so the the way that you channel your influence into a creation makes it so unique. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like nobody has the same experiences. So when you <clears throat> when you create something that reflects what you've experienced, even if it's long ago or whatever, um, no matter like like you have uh, you were influenced by all this like the, these these vibes and these these sounds early on that have now come through into an expression that it, that is unique. It's not those sounds. It's yeah. just like it has it has bits and pieces and elements of those sounds just because it made an impression on your brain. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And so like that, like all of your influence, your whole, your whole life, everything you do is influenced by everything around you. Yeah. And so like your unique expression of how that comes out of you in the creative process is like, that's where new ideas are born. And that's where like, that's where, old things become new things and um this the cycles just just restart themselves you know but what that, i mean but that's mm -hmm. also what gives each one of us something unique to to express is that 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 a lot of us have were young nintendo or sega gamers and <laughs> and all the music of the early gaming or atari even it's like people design that music and there's such an influence from that and the culture of all of uh, the, cra the, the crazy creative Japanese culture from that period yeah. has influenced a lot of us. Yeah, like any, like all the whole chiptune scene is based from Japanese, cla yeah. cla basically Japanese classical, classically trained musicians <laughs> writing stuff on a fucking computer chip. <laughs> totally. Like, because true. they don't have anything else. They, there's no technology to put like scores right. on the game yeah. track. They have to literally just like type in fucking computer code to make the chip sound like an orchestra, but it doesn't sound like an orchestra. It sounds like a fucking computer. Mm -hmm. And but, that has influenced a whole genre of music well, well, because of the generation. Yeah, I think. exactly. Yeah. And so, but, but 
we're all influenced by that. Right. I would say that all of us in this room are influenced by that. Yeah. But that's not the only influence that we're influenced by. So the influences create a, your story. Right. You are a reflection of who, of what you've been influenced by. Yeah. And whether good or bad. And that's, that's why every single person can create or, uh, can, I will, I'll stay in the creation realm, can create something totally unique. And that's why everybody has a place in modern culture is that you, your voice is valid because whether or not it seems like we're all kind of the same backgrounds, it's like, no, no, no. It's like your parents, your, your siblings, the house you lived in, the first car you drove, all of these things, your, your economic status, everything influences the way you express what you think. Yeah. And changes the what you think. And that's what's special, you know? Definitely. Because I bet you there's like people in third world countries, I can guarantee you, people in third world countries that also played Nintendo yeah. and, and Super Nintendo and Atari and, and Sega, and they were also influenced, mm-hmm. but their voice is very different. Yeah. But, but and it's very valid because it's, cre- as a creator, it's, it's, we want more. We as creators want more influence. So what they're making could be an, a positive influence for us. Yeah. And it could be founded in the same influences. Exactly. That's what's <laughs> yeah. dope about it. And so that, like, I hear all the time on social media from people that feel like they have nothing to add. It's like, you don't get, you don't get it. It's like, you are what you need to add. <laughs> Stop trying to be other people, be you, because your voice is the only one that will ever be like that. Yeah. Even think about the difference between you and your siblings. Like, oh, that's all the same upbringings. Oh, they were around during the Nintendo stuff. Right. They're not the same because they went through completely different school in particular. It's like you weren't in the same classes. Yeah. It's like all those people, then the careers, then the relationships, all that stuff just creates a different voice. That's true. And that would be very boring to have a sibling that's the same exact voice. You're in a you. band together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I always, you have the same haircut and you wear the same t-shirts. Yeah. And that's why I think having an identical twin has to be really challenging because you are always kind of, you're following the same path. Yeah. yeah. And I'm very curious, actually, how many identical twins are actually artists. Like, true, like that is their, that is their yeah. career or their passion is being, doing art that is full of expression. Because when you're, when you're always following someone else or you're not following anybody, but when you're always kind of paired up, Going through life. You're parallel with somebody else. Yeah. And, and who and, looks just like you, which is an extra insult. It, well, it, it's got to feel really difficult because you, your identity is truly split. Yeah. And you want, as an adult, I hope you want to respect your mirror image of a human. You're not living the same life. So... But your but your influences are probably very similar. Like yeah. when you know, when your kids were playing Nintendo, the identical twins are if they're playing Nintendo, they just give me my turn. Or mm-hmm. let's play two player. 
I and get to be first one, player this time. Yeah, and then which player no, has to bullshit. be Luigi? You are, first, you, you are Mario last time. Yeah, <laughs> who has to be Luigi every time? I get time? to be Mario this time. Right. And, and would that would even second. that experience drive one of them to be an artist because they're just trying to find their expression? Yeah. And then one of them would probably go super freaking corporate, like an accountant or something. I mean, because it's just... I feel like this is a sitcom you're just driving. It's like, we should probably... <laughs> not not we should a probably, one, though. We should, probably, <laughs> we should probably pitch this at some point yeah. after we've developed it a little bit. Yeah. We could use your help a little bit <laughs> sure, yeah, on we'll, this idea. We'll need some ideas. Um, yeah. But that's... I'm just... It's always... That's... I'm very curious. But yeah, everybody has their voice, you know? Definitely, yeah. If you're an identical twin... And you look just like your brother or sister. Uh, which, uh, and, and, which I would assume you would after you say yes to being identical. We would love to talk to you. Uh, send us a voicemail. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Send us a, yeah. Send us a voice message on Anchor because we're curious. Like We'd love to know that if you're listening to this, I'm assuming that you are creative and you're expressing yourself through music or design or whatever. Um, I'd love to hear what you, the differences between you and your twin. And what do they do? Yeah. Are they doing something super corporate and super dry? Are they uh or are you the are you the dry one? Who's are you the dry super... guy? No offense, but but no, we're, we're it, I just think it's fascinating. Yeah. It'd be interesting to, to have that conversation. Definitely, yeah. Anyway, yeah. we're getting off on a tangent. This was a good one though. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. Cuz everyone's is influenced and everyone's yeah. influences well, are I, what makes them. I believe that even if even if say you have two Identical twins, and this is actually uh, getting super close to the twin paradox. I like it. Which uh, I saw this coming. Whole thing. <laughs> as soon as he said twin, I was thinking about it. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so you have identical twins who have similar upbringing, similar influences. They play the same video games, fight over who gets to play Mario. Um, a lot of a lot of similarities. I still believe that if they both made a commitment to create a unique expression of their influences, you would have two totally different expressions. Totally. Absolutely. And, and that's, that is where their differences would come out. Yeah. Is when, when you take on the responsibility of expressing yourself with your influences and your experiences, even if you have somebody who's had almost the exact same um, environment and, and influences, I believe that it would be com- completely different and completely unique. And it would, it would almost be like fucking just powerful to, to hear the differences between those two individuals. I mean, that's just, that's just theor- that, but theoretical. I, but I think that, that that shows the importance of influence. Yeah. Because influence isn't about what you like and what you what bands you like what games you play where you are whether it, you were it, Luigi or Mario <laughs> yeah, it comes down to every conversation right every every interaction and every reaction from those interactions like that's how tiny the 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 interactions can be the influences can be that will affect your life right because if you ask two identical twins I, I don't know. If you ask two, I don't have a newborn. I don't, you have a, uh, Brian has a dope little dude, child. Um, Avery. Avery. Yeah. And so when he was young, how, how young could, could he be, was he, before you could 
uh, ask him, like, kind of get his, understand whether or not he likes something, like a stuffed animal or something. Right. Oh, man, that's that's pretty recent development, really. Really? Yeah. Um, uh, Probably one and a half, maybe even later. Um, I don't know. He... He's definitely, like, he, he'll say if he likes something. He'll say, like it. Sure. He'll say, um, well, he, he's just good at communicating what he actually likes these days. But yeah. it took a while. I don't know. Um, it's, it's, it's cool to see, though. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like a, it, it's insane. I mean. That like, is insane. Because like, that is somebody, a person, very young. Yeah. Extremely young. Starting to express them express themselves right and starting to communicate their experience to the other people around them yeah and that is freaking crazy to see that start happening where it's just like oh shit he doesn't like right milk i don't know yeah well i guess babies always like milk but he he doesn't like this red octopus i've been cramming in his he's been sleeping with it for over a year yeah. and he fucking hates it yeah like, i know that, yeah it's not that's not a thing but like it, being able to like kind of pick up on what what sort of tastes yeah he's developing yeah and okay. that's like that is the essence of individuality is when yeah. you start to develop tastes and and start to develop your expression of the the things that you're experiencing yeah, yeah. definitely it's funny because um, when I uh, he he shows taste in music right now too, and so it's really funny to see like because he'll start like rocking out or head bobbing to certain songs, but it doesn't happen that often, um, <laughs> and it's just funny to see what he likes. But there is one song that I've been working on on a new project that I I plan to release later, um, the beginning of next year. But he there's one song in particular on there that he's just like very into it and seems like active likes into, your music that's one hilarious. of the songs yeah that's hilarious <laughs> it won't last long right it'll yeah. hate everything but that's got to be a sign of something universal uh kind of yeah that would be like cool. like right <laughs> i don't know we'll see but he's got that uh that gene the gene that the gene that you have that is like this is dope yeah <laughs> Yeah, but influence is definitely huge. That's that's why I appreciate having Olivia as like a collaborator and partner and wife. Like with with that last album that we did, like our influences have been our core influences are very different. When we were making that album, we were listening to a lot of the same stuff, we were liking a lot of the same stuff, but at the same time, like she keeps me rooted kind of in reality, really. And and, and uh the melodies that she created and the the lyrics that she wrote are just like to me so perfect for that like I really couldn't have have done that on my own period so th- I give her most of the credit for that album really yeah yeah and that's that like me and Trey understand that it's like we come up with we come up with I- an idea that is literally nothing and then all of a sudden when we work together it becomes a real something not just like, oh, this hook, this line feels dope. You know, hey, we're in the club and the music's so bouncing. It's like so stupid. Like, we're not like that. But it's like we take a line and then it becomes a, a purpose for for the song. Yeah. That, that is not, not possible with only one person. Definitely, right? yeah. yeah. 
Like it, you have to, some, I'm sure there are ta- very talented people out there. I'm sure you're out there, but, but they can, they can put together something that feels like it has meaning that is big enough. Cause I don't want to release songs that don't have a meaning that's big enough for us. Yeah. Trey, go. This is very interesting because we were just talking about how um, your taste sort of shapes your individuality, right? Yeah. And it's like, if you are alone, you have, you have your individual experience as an expression, but when you have other people involved, the expression becomes uh, exponentially more uh, varied and diverse. And we were kind of talking about this before. It's like when you're working with another person, you're both coming into collaboration with each other and you're, you're both coming into this agreement that all ideas are valid and, and that the, 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 the creation that you come together to create has aspects of both people. And so it's almost like a, it's like a, uh, multiplication of, of, of the, of the value almost where it's like you have one unique expression and another unique expression coming together. It's like fucking transformers, man. (laughs) It's like you, you come together or fucking Steven universe. Like you come together and it creates this extraordinary expression of two people that are like in this dance together. Right. And it, it, it turns into this, this, uh, extremely complex mesh of, of two experiences creating another unique experience. Yeah. But you have to have that relationship with that person. I feel like, because I mean, how many bands have you been in where there's that one person you're like, that guy's kind of a dick (laughs) and like, we should kick him out, Right. you know, because he's not, he's not gelling with the, with the, with the group. Right. Right. I mean, I've been in a band like that, Me too. but when you have a group to get, and I think that's why some of the, like some of the old classic rock bands like Led Zeppelin and fucking Pink Floyd and all that stuff. It's just like so many unique, talented people coming together into this, uh, like this subtle agreement of like, we are going to put our heads together and come up with this powerful uh, expression of all of our experiences and all of our different um, aspects of our lives into this uh, group and we're all kind of working together towards this common goal to create an album that sort of represents all of us. Right. And so when you listen to a band like Pink Floyd, you're listening to all of those musicians together. Mm-hmm. You listen to Queen, you're listening to all of those music- musicians. Freddie Mercury kind of outshines for us, but <laughs> I mean, that's just another deal. But that's like the expression of the group. And it's like, that's what is so powerful about working in collaboration with other people is you, you have your expression amplified and um, mixed with other valuable content, I guess. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And it's hard to do that alone. It's hard to, it's hard to sit down and just make a bunch of shit yourself and not have any outside influences because you never know, like maybe this, maybe this could be more than what it is. Right. I wouldn't know because this is all I can do. Yeah. But when you have another person, you start to see, oh, those ideas that are coming from that person are super helpful to make this a more complete picture of what I wanted. Definitely. Yeah. Because I didn't do it all myself. 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But think about the, the level of comfort you need to be in to record very uh, strenuous vocals. Yeah. <laughs> like, think about that. It's like, true. when we're recording the, the highest notes I've ever sung, it's kind of on, on record, I need to be primed. I have to feel comfortable. I have to be ready. I have to be warmed up. And the, if you're doing it alone, that's pretty easy when you feel safe. It's all about feeling safety, no fear. Like fear is, is the enemy of creativity because you, it, and especially in a group, because you feel like you can't be yourself. Yeah. So that's why we work so well. And I think all three of us feel really comfortable with each other. But Trey, like me and Trey work together in a way that is, we have, we have, no fear of what the other person thinks because we understand the value of every thought. Yeah. Even if it's like, here's an idea. And this is, we have sent this shit. Here's an idea. I recorded vocals on it. I sang little words that are really stupid, but you'll get what I'm getting at. <laughs> and, that, and that's all it takes. Like it, once you can kind of get in that mode, that zone of, of fearless support, then that is when the mesh of the influential background starts to become the exponential power, like the fucking, uh, um, what's his name? Zoltan? Oh, yeah, Zoltan. No, what's, I think no, what's so. his name? Uh, fuck. It was the precursor to Power Rangers, Voltron. Voltron. <laughs> it, is, yeah. it becomes Voltron, <laughs> and it is the it is the epic thing. And even in Voltron, they had a they had a issue that's like well, you can't you can't merge until you are are one with your lion. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like until you you let go of everything and just become one like be aware of where you're at in the, your little ship voltron can't form until you are all there so just let it all go and become something bigger think yeah, about yeah. that dude yeah yeah it's a yeah. that's a big yeah. concept and i think that bands fail because bands the challenge of bands is so much bigger than two people or a singer songwriter yeah because well like who how the hell are you supposed to you have to you have to inv you truly have to invite everyone to be on your level this is the thing is is bands bands that i feel that don't work out are 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 bands that are in a group and they're in a group uh like they're experiencing more competition than they are collaboration and this this is something that I feel is like a universal concept. It's like capitalism, yay, whatever. Competition is good for the economy or whatever. But collaboration is where innovation happens. Like when you lay down your fucking ego and you say, I might not be the best at this. I need people who are good at this to help me do this. Yeah. Right? Right. When you lay down your ego and you... you um, open yourself up to other the influence of the other people around you and you don't try to control the goal for your own means you you're inviting other people into the com the common goal to create something or to to accomplish something you have to lay down 
all of your, um, not all of it, but like you have to lay down some of your, your control and you have to be open to criticism. Like that's one of the reasons why Nick and I work so well together is, is, is we can be very honest with each other being like, well, I'm like, not like I, I can see where you're going with this, but there's, there's something about it. That's a little like, I would, I would maybe change it. Right. Right. And, and being able to have that conversation where it's like one person says, I'm not really into that, Mm -hmm. but I think we can figure it out. And the other person says, okay, let's figure it out. Those are, those are two sides of the conversation that are very important. If one person's like, I'm not into that. And the other person's like, fuck you, this is my vision. (laughs) Or the other way where it's like, I'm like, I'm open to whatever this might become. And the other person's like, well, I think it's totally shit. And I would do it this way instead. Yeah. There's like a give and take there where, where, where two people that are collaborating have to be open. They, they have to be open enough to where, where you, you can be honest about your feelings about it, but also um, figure out how, how to get to the, the common goal. Mm-hmm. Yes. Together instead of trying to step over each other. And that's something that like Nick and I, I'm sure like, you and Olivia yeah. do really well is, 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 is being open to like, well, I should, I should listen to this person because I respect them. Yeah. Or I should, I should, um, I should not shit all over this person's idea because I think there's value in it, but I think that there's ways that we could make it better. Yeah. You know, definitely. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, I would like to hear, I'd love to hear, before I say my thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'd love to hear, because you and I are two dudes that are that are super pals, we've been through some shit together, but we're still two males um, with no kids, and like, it's, it, we, we, it's very fairly simple for us to relate to each other. Mm. I'm curious to hear how, Brian, you and Olivia in the past, or now, or... Yeah before Avery after Avery his your child you guys have collaborated in that way where there is giving input and and moving forward towards that goal definitely yeah I think it's been pretty great for the most part I think there's there's definitely been times where it's like like maybe I'll do a vocal and like and Olivia will be like you know like maybe you should rethink that or like maybe you should pay attention to this parts and 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 I'll feel like really attached to that at that time. But then like with some distance and like some time, I'm like, you know what? You're totally right. Like that sounds like shit. And so um, sometimes... And just quickly, some context about Olivia. Yeah. Olivia is one of our great friends. We love her and Brian. Uh, but Olivia is not afraid to say what she thinks. <laughs> she is one of the most bold people I think that we all know <laughs> in, in a great way. Um, so... Uh, yeah, it's just, just part just, of what makes her valuable. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. So, so she is bold. I, I think that's what makes her maybe the most valuable, really. Yeah. Um, but you have to be really, you have to understand that before you are like, oh, it's, <laughs> right. okay. Wait. Yes. It's like, I need to process this and look at what the bigger picture is. Yeah. And I've certainly been guilty of doing the same thing. Um, but I feel like most of the initial. I really love like the just off the cuff stuff that Olivia does. Like there's like 
I'm always trying to record as much of that as possible when we are doing that. And it's been a while, admittedly, like since we've had a kid, we're trying to get back into the swing of things. And um, I think we're really getting there, but it's, it's the beginning of the next phase. Really. Yeah. And so I'm excited to sort of like reassess and kind of make up for like previous errors in, in that realm really. But um, I think that everything that is like that initial like the core of what she the her creativity is like she makes so much great stuff and and that is like a huge part of the inspiration like I, as far as inspiration i'd say like she's probably my biggest inspiration really when i'm creating music and even the solo stuff that i've done she has a big footprint on that too which i'm very grateful for wow yeah, that's um, incredible yeah wow but um yeah, so I think we've created a good relationship there, but, you know, we're always trying to make it a little bit better. And But that is what the, the most valuable thing with working with a collaborator and working, like, with my wife and in, in a band together and in whatever context that we're working in, it's just always, like, no one brings more value than she does, really, you know? And, so yeah. so my, my whole thing is that, well, number one, communication is the most important tool for humanity. Yeah. And that when you work with people who are really bad at communicating, you really fucking hate it. (laughs) Like no matter what they do, no matter who they are, if they are people who are just bad at understanding the context of the communication that you need to have with them and, and they're trying to communicate or they're not communicating in a way that is not appropriate, it's, just miserable yeah and the same goes for bands because back in band day or in your band maybe now it's like somebody might be really frustrated instead of being communicative they are just stewing Mm -hmm. and the stew they're boiling is going to boil over and it's going to taste like shit yeah because they aren't even going to be able to communicate when it when it all bursts out that's my first thing communication is number one Especially when you have a relationship. Like, our relationship, me and Trey's, is, is I think, the longest relationship I've had with another person. Like, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. it, we've been going on 11 years, um, which is great in, in the way that we've committed to each other. <laughs> but uh, communication is really important, and you need to understand how to let, your, let it go. And, and actually, it's funny because... Maybe in one of the wedding videos or something that I recorded at my wedding, oh, yeah. Olivia was like, "Yeah, my tips for for young married people is like if it's if it's not worth," <laughs> she said something like, "If it's not worth splitting up over, then let it go." Oh yeah, because it'll make your life easier and better. I remember she, that. it was something like that. Yeah, and it it stuck with me because I really grew, I grew up loving to be upset about something and just holding on to it. Mm-hmm. And that is pretty much how you live a miserable life. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's not because of Olivia, but it, it was part of Olivia's thing and continued the inspiration to just like, if it's not worth worrying about. Mm-hmm. Nothing's worth worrying about unless it is worth really worrying about. And you'll know the difference. If you're just upset that somebody left a, diff, a dish in the dish uh, in the sink, you know, that's not worth worrying about. Yeah. But if somebody fucking, uh, that doesn't matter. 
if something, but it did something terrible, it is worth worrying about. So sure. communication. Then uh, the other part of the collaborative uh, effort is that think about the best thing you've ever made. The one best thing that you can fucking hang your hat on. That was the best thing I've ever done alone. Cool. I bet you it's not that great as a, as totally alone. And and for some reason, it's really challenging for us when we're collaborating, collaborating to give people the power, like we do in music, to come in and take over. Like, mm-hmm. like Trey, like this is the thing that I, when we started, I had a hard time doing. It's like, Trey, you take, take the helm and just fucking go at it with these synths. Because I literally don't know what to do. But for some reason, when I was younger, I'm like, I feel, I feel like I want to hold on to them. It's like, well, they suck. Just let it fucking go. <laughs> Trey, get in there and fix it. <laughs> Make it better. You know what I mean? Uh, the best thing I could do wasn't good enough for me. So why am I holding on to it? Yeah. And like, so by bringing you in and you taking over and making stuff doper, number one, my old idea sucked. <laughs> You put something new in there that inspired me with something even newer. Sure. And then we flip it a little bit. And then we're now we're in a conversation creatively. Yeah. It's like that. The best you oh. can do alone is nothing. But the minute somebody gives you even an insight, it can inspire something further. Like that. That's that's what I love about collaboration. Collaboration is the only way to get to somewhere further than just you. Yeah. A creative conversation. That's such a fucking dope idea. That's that's how you should be collaborating with people. Definitely. If you if you're in a band or if you're working with other people or even, even if you're not in a band, if in life a creative conversation where there's a common goal involved and egos are dead. And yeah, e- egos e- have to be dead. Egos yeah. are done. Everybody <clears throat> brings their own experiences and their own influences to the table and you figure out what's valuable towards the common goal together as a creative conversation, not as a battle of who's better or who's more experienced or who has the best taste or whatever. It's a, it's a creative conversation. Yeah. Because that's where you, you start being influenced by other people and it's all about like oh you're you're making an impression on me which is inspiring me to do this other thing that i would have never thought of had you not put you put that impression on me and that's what creates the fucking voltron man (laughs) well you have to think about the the ego less um perspective you need to have in order to let somebody Take whatever it is, whatever it is, writing, photography, design, music, video, whatever, and let the, give it to them be like, yeah, see, my, my computer's fucking going to break. Um, but giving them everything and saying, do with it what you think is right. Show me what you would do with this because I'm stuck. Yeah. I want your input. Feel free. The freedom of that. And then... The, the true challenge in that is not about what they do. It's about how you react to it. Ah, oh, jeez. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And like, that's what you need. We need to change. Because even if they come back and it's like, this happens. And it's like, oh, cool. You did some things that are, this is crazy. I love it. Something's weird, but I love it. 
And that's how it always feels inside. Mm -hmm. But you have to understand it's like, this is the culmination of their influences contributing to your thing. So now how now you both I'm sure usually when like when we collaborate when all three of us collaborate mm -hmm. it there's always the caveats like take what you want right and ditch what you don't yeah and because when you're the one contributing to somebody else's project you you're always feeling like an in, you're intruding yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like dude this is like, like is it okay we just put this in there yeah we've done <laughs> this we did this with a couple songs where we were collaborating on we took it and we just did whatever the fuck we wanted. And that's what they ended up keeping. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. We're not yeah. going to name names, but uh, it was shocking because we were like, we don't know what to do with this, so we're going to do whatever we want. And then literally the caveat, take what you want, cut out what you don't, mm -hmm. add whatever else you're going to add. And they didn't add anything. They just took it. Um, <laughs> they, they just used that. But the true heart <laughs> has to be of, there, there's nothing, everything's worth killing. And the only thing we're saving is the big idea, mm -hmm. the big goal. And if the big goal is not being portrayed at the end, you failed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The dumb synth that I've hold on, held on to for six years, <laughs> it can die. <laughs> I we need to delete, die. delete that preset. <laughs> just, just delete the preset. Delete, this other one that delete we, the that we, file that we had a creative <clears throat> conversation about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I feel like I don't know. Yeah, I feel like this was a great conversation. I, yeah, so it, was a, it was a good second run. Yeah, it was. Yeah, this was our second round through this, and it was different. I think it was more lively. Yeah, yeah it was. Um, so how about this? Now we're we're gonna share that track, a light, the phase into the dark on Hearts Fade, your latest album on Sucker for Lights. Um, yeah, tell us a. Well, do you, do you want to kick it off with anything? Yeah, um, this this song is one of the few song, or one of the couple of songs that I sing, the lead vocal on on this album, and it was like a huge collaboration between me and my wife, and uh, yeah, it, it it is kind of an anomaly on the album. It's very peppy in comparison to the rest of it, but um, it's definitely one of my favorites, and I'm proud of what we came up with together on this one. Rad. A light that fades into the dark. You can find it on Spotify, uh, iTunes, all the hits from Sucker for Lights on the album Hearts Fade. Here we go. We're going to play the whole freaking song.
Sucker for Lights on Hearts Fade, their 2017 release. You might want to go on Spotify and appreciate the album art on that because I designed that. Oh, please. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You should listen to the whole fucking album because it's it's a great album, well produced. Very good job, Brian. Yes. We're very proud of you. And uh, I I don't know. That's... It's one of my favorite albums to listen to. It's got such a good vibe and you definitely... uh, nailed it with uh with your vision so yeah thank you. i think that vision. It, your vision was realized i hope i hope you feel like that thank you so much um 
Do you have anything else you want to share about the album or about, or, or I'd love to hear a little bit about your other projects that you kind of have been spreading across. Oh, yeah. across. Um, I've done, I don't know, they're kind of all over the board, really. Um, the main one that I'm doing right now is, an out, it's kind of a solo project. It's, it's still a mild collaboration with Olivia, but it's a lot of like in my own downtime. And uh, it is an, basically an instrumental album that it, it it kind of encompasses like the feelings that I feel um, during like the winter, the fall and winter seasons and sort of like being uh, a little bit stir crazy in Portland occasionally with the, uh, the weather and whatnot. And it was, it's like a project to sort of keep me, um, keep me focused and keep me inspired and, and fulfilled during the, that period, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think that I'm trying to channel a lot of those feelings and it's a little bit more, it's, it's definitely different. It's not like a, it's not a dream pop album. It's, it's not really an indie rock album at all. It's, it's a lot more electronic, um, a lot more moody. It's more like a soundtrack really. And, um, yeah, so that'll be, I'm going to try and release that at least digitally, um, sometime early this winter. And then uh, as far as collaborations go, there's, there's a lot, um, uh, someone that we used to work with named Jonas, um, he goes oh, by yeah. Love Jones. We, we've done some like hip hop collaborations together. Um, and that's been a lot of fun. It, it, it definitely inspired me on some of my other projects and, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's random projects here and there, but they're sort of like or, tentative, or, I guess. <laughs> so out of, from the hip hop Love Jones, mm -hmm. uh, what was your, what's your favorite part of that? Or what's the, what are you contributing? Yeah. Um, I'm contributing basically i'm basically like a, a sample machine in a way like instrumentally um and sort of like i can kind of see all of the things that i'm doing from like a new perspective because um i'm trying to supply him with as much sample content as possible because we are really feeling a lot of the same influences lately and i and it forces me to sort of like really channel that and it, it allows him to have that access you know like without having to deal with the royalties and the yeah. copyrights and yeah. of samples in general. Um, and yeah, so it's been a lot of fun. And there's been artists that have used some of the tracks that we've done together. And Whoa. Yeah, it's cool. That's awesome. It's nice to have other people like pick up your shit. Yeah. And use it. <laughs> it's just, it just makes you feel like the weird expression weekend sometimes that you wrote stuff. Is worth it. Definitely. <clears throat> or for me and Trey, the one night that we s spent five hours writing some stupid thing for Coca-Cola or something. It's like, <laughs> yeah. It feels nice that it's validated. Definitely. Um, and what, what would be your, your recommendation for uh, young creators or creators that are working solo to uh, further their progress or to get better? Like what's, how do you incur, what would you tell people to get to where you're at? Yeah. Um, maybe this, I, maybe this doesn't apply to everybody, but as far as like producing and getting things out there, I got hung up a lot on like kind of my own insecurities as being like independently releasing these things, independently mixing and producing these things. And I realized that, I realized that when what when I when I produced what I felt was right, it it was it was good enough, and I'm I feel like if you've reached that level where you truly feel like this is 
dope. Like it is good enough and you should just pull the trigger on it and, uh, and continue to continue to be inspired, continue to move on to those, to the other things that you're working on because it can suck to get hung up on some of those things that, uh, maybe, maybe you're not putting out just because you're maybe a little afraid to do so. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Done is better than perfect. Definitely. And when you try to find what perfect is, you're just going to ruin what you feel is right. Right? Yeah. Yes. So fucking get it out. Get it out and move on. Yeah. Um, because the next thing you make is going to be twice as good anyways. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's a lot of fun to see where all of those little things go. And, and you don't tip like in my experience i don't look back and regret on any of it it's a lot of fun to actually look and reflect on the things that maybe i was afraid to put out but now i'm just like yeah i could have done it a little bit better but it's i really like seeing that i like seeing the growth you know? totally yeah and you don't see growth until it's out right <laughs> yeah you know um yeah i think that's really powerful that's great uh okay well episode 16 we did it we did it you guys stuck it out uh we're we're really happy you guys hung out with us and met brian brunt with us um check out sucker for lights one word sucker for lights one word on spotify on itunes on all the hits check out the latest album hearts fade track number three a light the phase in the dark is the one you just previewed um go ahead and go listen follow them they're on social media and uh, we will uh, we'll plan to hang out next week at just about the same time. And maybe we'll have something really special and really new for you then. Um, yeah, thank you for listening. Leave us a message on Anchor, the Anchor app, if you want. And we would be happy to answer your questions there. Or hit us up on social media. And all of those links are in our description. Uh, that's it. Off the Record with Nick and Trey and Brian Brunt. Thanks for coming, Brian. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, yeah. thanks, dude. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. 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 This is Off the Record, right? <laughs>